Amen. I want to bring up our, our guest speaker today, my son, my Eho. Come on, Mert. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Aren't you glad that you're in Christ? Don't you know we're marked by his love? We're the center of his attention. That even the Bible says that his thoughts towards us are more than the sands of the sea. That you are his attention, his delight, everything that he desires. Do you realize that? Yes? Yes? So no lemon faces. Let's give God some glory for a second. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness, for your love, oh Lord God, that we are your everything, oh God, that we are, Father God, the very reason, oh Lord God, that the death of your son was accomplished, oh Lord God. That we are the very reason, oh Lord God, and even the grace that you give us, oh Father God, is love, purpose. And everything, O oh Lord God, that you give us is love purpose. And we just thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Woo! Praise God. Praise God. All right. So today, I'm going to bring a message titled, Center of Attention. Center of Attention. See, right now I'm up on this pulpit, and like everybody's watching me. Especially a guy who used to have social anxiety in the past, you know, it's like, I never liked crowds, you know, I just like being in crowds and beating other crowds up, but I never like, you know. So for me, to see the work of God in me, to be in front of everybody and not yielding or submitting to the fear of man, or I just give God glory and honor. And if I can do it, you can do it. And so it is... You know, a focus, everybody is looking here is the center of attention. But a lot of the times when we get saved, we actually take that kind of approach and attention on ourselves. Like everything has to do with us. Even our walk has to do with us, but it has nothing to do with us. It has all to do with Jesus. So the center of attention or the consciousness or a focus could be shifted in the wrong direction. So today I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about me, my journey, my process from totally being aware of myself and practicing the presence of myself, even in, in, in Christian living, in Christian life. See, when I had gotten saved, you know, leaders in the church or people, they say, you know what, you got to obey. You got to serve God. You got to do what's right. These are the commands. Go ahead and do them. So the attention and focus was on myself. Oh, God, I just want to please you. I, got, I know that I got to do this, so I'm going to go forth and I'm going to put everything that I got into this because I love you and I don't want to displease you. But the attention was still on me. The attention was on what I can do with my mental effort, my willpower, my ability, but I had, I had no awareness of that. I didn't understand that that's what was happening. I just wanted to obey God. I just wanted to do what God wanted. I love God, and I didn't want God to, to be mad at me, A, B, and C. So I went ahead in the journey and trying to obey and trying to obey, not realizing that the word, even in Hebrew, 
which means obey. I mean, in Greek, in the book of Hebrews, obey God means to trust in someone else. To put your ability and trust in someone else. I didn't do that, so I put the ability in myself, and I became the attention and the focus to do what God called me to do. And you know what happened? Through my own willpower, you know, and everything that was going on, I moved forward. You know, through God's grace, since I was a baby in Christ, he graced a lot of the things in my life. He brought me past a lot of the things that I was dealing with, going through. I remember the first altar call was about cursing. So I went up there, God, you want my cursing? You know, I, you know, I, you know I'm going to try to stop cursing. So I gave God the cursing. And it's a process. After the altar call, he said, you know, I, I want you to stop smoking the weed. I said, ah. I started shaking. I said, oh, God. And you know something? Even Satan visited me in a dream one time. I might have said this before, but I seen an angel big. I couldn't even, I couldn't even see his face, and I'm looking at him. And here comes the blunt. And this is what he says. He says, don't you, you know, you can smoke. You want some? He said, don't, don't, don't get mad. I mean, don't, don't, God, God loves you. He's going to forgive you. You can do this. The rapture's not here. He's not coming. And even if, and even if you, if, if, if you want to smoke, all you got to do is ask for forgiveness and you'll be, and, and you'll be forgiven. So come on. So I started smoking. I started feeling a little bit the effects, you know, and then I woke up and the Holy Ghost said, Satan just visited you in a dream. So a lot of the deception that Satan was saying is actually what I was hearing in my growth period in the church. Oh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And all these things are true, but it, 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 it didn't give me an excuse just to surrender to sin so I didn't make my peace with sin. You know, even though I was still focusing on what I was doing, God was bringing me through the process of showing me how to walk by the Spirit and not by my own flesh, not my, by my own might. So what happened was, was now I'm getting things together. You know, I'm not cursing no more, not smoking weed no more. Still a lot of things that are going on. So all of a sudden, because I'm making some progress, you know, the chin starts coming up a little bit. And this is how you do this, brother. This is how I did it in Christ. You know, God is blessed, you know. God has blessed me. This is how it happened. And so all of a sudden, I'm still the attention. I was still the focus. And so, yeah, you know what? And, and Yeah, I need, to, I need to get free. Can you pray for me? Yeah, God freed me. Let me pray for you. And, you know, God still had his measure of grace on that, but the attention and focus was still on me. And so if the attention and focus is still on me, then is it God's righteousness or is it self-righteousness? Because it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me. God has already done all the things for me. I need to learn how to submit and surrender and yield to what the work that was already done by the cross so that God by his spirit could communicate what was done by the cross and become the bridge to pull me into what was already done, not by my own willpower, but by his ability. So what was going on with me? 
I was getting religious, self-righteous. Don't do this. No, 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 because this is what God told me before. Or God showed me before. Don't do, don't do. And let me tell you something. Whenever anybody preaches from a pulpit, dances, sings, raps, it should never leave us with a consciousness or an attention on ourselves or our sin or the problem. It should leave us with the answer to the problem of God consciousness who is God the solution. Somebody could come up to you, oh, I got a prophetic word. I heard that, uh, you know, I had a dream that you was, you was doing this. Get it together, brother. God, you know, am, am I doing this? I'm, I mean, I, I did that in the past. You know, I'm sorry. I just don't want to fail you, God. Made you self-conscious and aware of you without the solution to the problem. What benefit is that? So then in my progress, you know, I think that I'm getting somewhere in God and yeah, God, you know, if I was up there, if I was up there, I could do better than that. I could do pride was rising up in me because of what I was doing apart from God. And I was growing in that. And, 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 and you know, God was still blessing me and, and beginning to reveal to me the, the problem. But it took a lot of painful humbling and it took a lot of things that I needed to do to say, you know what, God? I need to put you first. He has to be the center of my attention. And one time, God said, you empty yourself so that I can fill you with myself. Because attached with a lot, a lot of religious work was me. And so God wanted to be him. And so the more that I decreased, the more God began to increase. And so the problem was, was that I needed to learn how to decrease. I needed to learn how to surrender. And then all of a sudden, when God started to, to unfold these things to me, you know, I just started to become aware now of, of all of my problems and my wrongs. And, 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 and now I tried to make my wrongs right. So I went about it still with me being the center of attention, trying to fix only what God is able to fix. So I said, oh, God, you know, I don't want this in me. You know, I, I was still aware of myself, conscious of myself. And all of a sudden, God's love will begin to hold me and wrap me. And I didn't understand, you know, all of a sudden in that presence, everything will fall off. But outside of that presence, I would become afraid of falling again. I said, I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall again, Lord. I, the awareness, the attention was still on me again. So next thing you know, because I gave attention to something, I gave it power over myself. And a lot of the times I didn't know that, but, but, but discernment, a lot of the times that God gives us, picks up what's going on in the atmosphere, picks up what's going on in our lives, not for the very purpose that we should claim it and own it as that being me or myself, but for the very purpose of surrendering and yielding to Jesus so that he can push that and take that away. So I would be picking up, you know, I would think, oh, God, I don't want to fall again because I would start feeling that, that, that pressure or that bondage. But as soon as I, I gave it attention and gave myself attention, all of a sudden we married each other again and I embraced the same struggles of the past. 
But your discernment and what you're feeling is not for the very purpose of you claiming it as, as yours. It's for the very purpose of seeing and feeling what it is and saying, God, you're the answer. Handle that for me, Papa. Because I'm dead in Christ. And so I started looking at all these struggles again and, 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 and trying to get past it and trying to suppress all these things that are going on with me. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to suppress it, trying to bring it down. All of a sudden, the struggle will come back or a weakness will come back, and I'll try to resist it. I'll try to suppress it with my own willpower. And my willpower, it'll feel like it, it, it's, it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And it feels like the only way I could get this off of me is if I just fall into sin. And so I will fall into sin. Not knowing that my weakness, God can ride in with his ability and be strong. And the reason why I wasn't strong is because I was still weak and the attention was still on me and what I can do. How I suppress my willpower, my mental ability to ignore. It has nothing to do with me. So God began to walk me through the cross and what he did in the cross. So what I was doing for God, I wasn't doing in God. I was doing in myself. We can be in the church doing things for God with a wrong intention and not really be doing things in God. So God began to show me, you're going to have to pass this bridge right now. You're going to have to pass this bridge of the cross and enter in to the finished works of what I already did for you. So the Holy Ghost is given to you to communicate what was already done for you so that he can bring it to you. And so that it can become real and alive because even Paul says in his word, in Christ, I live, I move, I have my being. Anything outside of that, we're going to be struggling and, 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 and wrestling with our very issues. And sometimes we're wrestling, wrestling with our own demons and wrestling with our own self. And sometimes the greatest enemy, I found out who it was. It was me. Because anything that... Any demonic power, whatever, would try to come in through my life and needed me to agree with it. And needed me to say, yeah, I'm sorry, that is, that is me. You know, I am stupid or I am this. Next thing you know, I'm dealing with, 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 with all of these struggles and weaknesses all over again. So by the Spirit, God began to communicate the cross to me and what was done. Everything on the cross, everything that God did on the cross for us, was accomplished and done. Accomplished and done. So now, the Spirit of God takes us by the hand through our weakness and shows us what the cross has done. And then as he shows us what the cross has done, he shows us that it's not you who can do it, but he who did it already. So then, our attention shifts from being on us, and we turn to face each other, the Spirit of God. And so now my attention is on God. Our attention should be shifted on God, 
because all of that struggling brought self-doubting. I doubted myself. You know what I mean? I, I rejected myself. I hated myself because it was just too rough. It brought the law into my life. I, I was trying to meet God's demands by my efforts, and it, was, it wasn't working for me. So I began to hate myself. There's many of us right now, sometimes we continue to keep going through cycles and merry-go-rounds, and we're looking at, we looking at ourselves like, dang, man, there's something wrong with me. Maybe this is not for me. I, I, I mean, this is just too hard. How can I give these things up? I love these things. And a lot of the times, the reason we don't want to walk away is because we do love. We have a self-love. But let me tell you something. This stuff is not going to go away. You got to go away. The cross says that the old man was crucified with Christ. And in order for us to identify and get to that place, we're going to continue to deal with the enemies that we deal with until we get into Christ and realize what he has already done for us. Or else we have 10 years, 20 years trying to, you know, look like on the outside we got it together, but inside we're still dealing and struggling. And I'm not trying to say that we're never going to deal or struggle. What I'm trying to say is that when we do struggle or come into contact with, 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 with any uh, a person that we hate or, or a problem, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My attention is not on me. My attention is on what God can do. All right? So I try to, you know, I try to free myself a lot of the times. And let me just read the scripture. Let's make this... this this church official by reading a scripture. All right, in Acts chapter 13, verse 39, I got this whole thing patterned out over here. I'm not even following this, so you guys could piece the puzzles together in your own lives if you need to, you know. It says, and through him, Jesus... Everyone who believes is freed from all things. Not some things, but all things. From which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Through the law of Moses. All right. I just want to explain this real quick. Whenever we don't yield and surrender... Or receive grace for whatever God calls us to. The attention is on us and it's our ability. It's kind of like following the law. The law had a demand. The law said, do this. Do this. You better do this. You better do this. But Christ came to fulfill the law. He died to satisfy the law. That those that we don't have to be led by the law any longer, but we can be led by the Spirit of God. You see? So now... Whatever you do apart from God giving you and empowering you, giving you the ability, we're stepping into a lot of law. Me doing it. And so God is pulling me back and saying, you know what, don't, don't do that. Don't try by your own ability. Even preparing for messages sometimes. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, they're they breaking me open. You know, I'm kind of like a new preacher and all that stuff. And I want to I wanna write things down. I want to get things, you know, all together. I want the people to, to receive. And God is like... Do you want to preach or do you want me to preach? So the attention is still on me and what I got to bring, but I got to rely and depend on what God has to say. Because even Moses, when God said, Moses, go. God, Moses said, but, but, but I stutter, I stutter. But God said, 
I will teach you what to say. Get your attention off of yourself and bring your attention on me. And there's a lot of you right now that God is calling to step out of the boat, but you don't want to step out of the boat. There's a lot of you right now, God is calling you to participate in ministries, but the attention is on you. You can't even pray when it comes to, to uh, um, praying for your food in front of people because you don't want people to, to be uh, uh, thinking about you like you're some sort of widow or something. Why are we so conscious of people? So aware of what they're going to think about us. That was me. That's why I know that it, it, it's very painful in a sense. Very painful in a sense and a struggle and a torment in a sense when the attention is on me and not on Christ. So many of us, we're going through torments and we're going through struggles. But Jesus Christ is the answer. Praise God. Praise God. So let me, just, let me just explain something real quick. What I am in Christ is not what I am now. Because I was so aware of the problem, but I wasn't aware of what I was in Christ. The problem was, was yes, I had a nature of sin. I was doing things my own way. I was doing things religiously. Uh, the attention was totally on me. But... God brought me to the word and what was done on the cross that God said, that's not actually me. I am the new creature in Christ. So a lot of the times when the discernment, like I had mentioned, comes before me and I feel the bondage in the atmosphere, I just don't identify no more. That, that's not me. I don't associate no more. I don't identify with no, no more. When God told Peter, because Peter, through his natural love for Jesus, tried to stop him from going to the cross, this was Jesus was saying. He said... If you want to follow me, you got to take up your cross. This is in, in, in Luke 9. Take up your cross and follow me. I took that like, this is what I got to do. But that's not what the word says. It's not what I got to do. It's his ability. So let me break it down. Take up your cross. Follow me. If you want to gain your life, you got to lose your life. If you want to gain your life, you got to lose your life. So in other words, I can no longer identify with that being me. I can no longer identify and associate with this as a, with me being this kind of a person no more. The cross is the circumcision of what I was in myself, in my soul, to bring out what I really am in Christ. So it's not me no longer using my mind or just trying to, you know, be deceived by what's happening. It's me actually allowing the cross which is the scalpel to circumcise and, and, and break off the placenta of the past and allow the new creature in Christ to rise up in me so that the fruits of the Spirit could be manifested. Because in Romans 7, it says that even the law and what I can do was crucified with Christ so that I can serve God in newness of life and bear fruit. And then it also says in Galatians that the sons of God, the world is waiting for the sons of God to be manifested. But first, but first, it says that we have to don't pay attention and struggle with ourselves and what we can do by the law. So we have to grow up eventually and just say, God, it's you and me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The Bible says Christ lives in you. When the church was going through in, in, in Corinth, 
They were going through fornication, homosexuality, greed, all the works of the flesh, all crazy stuff. They was going through a lot. But, but, but Paul told them, he said, don't you know the spirit of God lives in you? They weren't aware. So we was trying to bring their attention to God rather than themselves. When Paul had the problem and he said, I try to do something and I don't do it. I do what I don't want to do. Who's going to save me? His attention shifted. Christ Jesus. And that's why in, in his epistles, he says, it's Christ in me. I live in Christ. If you want righteousness, joy, and peace, the Bible said it's in the Holy Ghost. So he began to be focused and have a, a, a relationship and develop a relationship with Christ who is living inside of him. And in Isaiah 30, I believe it says, God has ordained peace for you because he has done all your works. And a lot of times for me, my mistake was I still love some of the works that I was doing. Can we all admit? Those are the hardest things to give up. First Corinthians 3, 16 and 17 says, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Speaking of the law and what we can do. And now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So what I'm trying to do now is I'm just trying to bring your attention back to the original purpose. That's why Paul could walk up in a crowd and not be afraid. He looked you in your face and give you a word because his attention was on God. That's why he can walk around and Jesus could walk in the Pharisee's face and walk in the temple and move things around because he was doing what the Lord wanted him to do. His attention was on God. We have to break the center of attention, which is on ourselves, and really bring our focus, our attention on Jesus Christ the Messiah. See, the problem is, is even in the garden, when they ate the fruit of the knowledge of the good and evil, and they began to do things, they, they began to get focused on themselves and try to get themselves out of problems, and we still do that today. We're still moving around trying to get ourselves out of problems with our mental ability, with our effort, with our wits. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So now... The Spirit of God is the answer. Do we even know that it, and recognize that he lives inside of us? Are we aware of that? Do we believe that? God wants you to understand that he himself, who walked in Christ, is the same God walking in us. In me, Christ lives. So therefore, in Christ, if I am in him, there is no more limitations. 
in the spirit, he can become all things to us. To Timothy, he was love and power and a sound mind. To Paul, he was revelation. To Samson, he was strength. Joshua, he was, he was courage. What do you need him to be for you today? Do you need him to be your healing? Do you need him to be your strength? Do you need him to be your daddy? Do you need him to be your deliverer? Because I know that we all can get tired and weary. But he says, come on to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. My attention, our attention has to shift. And he has to be high and lifted up. When he's high and lifted up, he would draw all men onto himself. So stop trying to tell your family members and your husbands or everybody the things that they're doing wrong. Lift them up. Show them the attention is on Christ. May they see the sun and the light of God in you so that they can begin to thirst. But if we walk in according to our own ability and our own mindset, see the mind of Christ is in me. I don't know what to do. I break my mind to figure it out. That's why we get migraines, headaches, because we don't know how to really surrender and trust God. Be ready to walk away from God because it's the pressure is too hard. But God never put the pressure on you. He put it on his son so that through his son we can live in freedom and we can enjoy our life in God. This is meant to be enjoyed. We can't get entangled in what we can do for God or what we promise God is what God promised us and it's what he did for us. And so it's time for no longer to identify with what we are in ourselves. We're sinners in ourselves, but in Christ, I'm a new creature. I'm his son. I'm his offspring. And so when we're going to be really begin to mature is when we stop seeing ourselves and see what God wants to be in us. He wants to be the power in us. He wants to be whatever it is in us. And so I'm trying to communicate that to the people that we can be free. We can rejoice because God has went before us and prepared the way. Even if you're dealing and looking for a job, God already went before you and prepared the way. Why stress? Stress is revealing to me that I'm not trusting God and I'm not moving with his spirit. So I just, I, I, I need to learn now, God, to just trust in you and yield it and, and surrender to you. And now the victory that connects us also to the spirit of God in us is a word called yielding, surrendering. 
That means giving over the authority to another. Like in a car, you let the car pass and then you go right after it. A lot of the times when I used to get anxiety when I said, I'm around crowds and people, and I come before Lord, I don't, I don't like feeling like this. I, I, I don't want to feel like this no more. God, God told me, release control. Release control. And as I began to release myself into his hands and release control, I feel the love of God rising up in me and pushing out. See, we, we pray in God. I know it's, it's love that casts out fear. So give me love. But that's not God's way. It's the love in me. Perfect love flushes out the fear. So I need to yield to you as love in me. And as, as, as I yield to you, God arises as love and his enemies are scattered. And so we need to learn and know the way. The way is not you, so don't put the attention there no more. The way is Christ. We need to learn the truth. We need to learn that he's the life. We need to, we need to be intimate with God. So, so sooner or later, bottom line is this. No matter what you're doing, you still got to have a relationship with God. Because in the relationship is where the provision that you need is connected to. So no matter how, how many books you read, God will flip it. I, I did that. God flipped it on me. I read a lot of books, thought I knew it all, applied this, this principle, applied that principle. I applied to one person, prayed for one person because they had a problem and, and the person had a, another problem that was similar. So I prayed for this person and then I tried to pray for the person this way and it'll work here, but it wouldn't work here. And it's the same thing. And so God was showing me, say, listen, you depend on me, not your knowledge. You depend on what I can give you for the person because even though it seems like they have the same situation, you got to meet them where they're at spiritually and you don't know what's in the spirit unless you're in me, not in your knowledge. And so God is calling us to a perfect rest. He's calling us to a perfect surrender. And a lot of times that surrender has to be daily. The surrender has to take place daily. There's a cross for us that meets us daily because if we, we feel we did good against lust one day, tomorrow the enemy would hit us with anger and then we, our attention is on what I'm doing against this sin and all of a sudden I got hit here and then all of a sudden the whole dominoes fall down. So instead of the attention is on what we're doing and how we're standing, get in Christ and let him stand for you. Because we get people, a lot of people we have attitudes with or problems with, and all of a sudden we come across, you know, kind of like this person's a Christian, and we're supposed to be shining the light. And that's just manifestations of our hurts and things that God wants us to deal with. But let's deal with them. Let's not be like the Jordan River and, or, 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 or the ocean. What's that called? The ocean, Jordan? The, let's not be like that place where the water just doesn't move around. <laughs> the Dead Sea. Thank you. And just be satisfied with, yeah, I'm in church. I checked my list today. I said a couple of prayer lists. 
I did a couple of things that were good deeds. I know God likes me. No, God likes you whether you fall or whether you stand. And God loves you whether you stand or whether you fall. God likes you. God is in love with you. And it's not what you can do to please that love. That love is there regardless. And so that love wants to free you so that you can serve him without any wrong attention, without any wrong focus, so that you can serve him and be free with your Christian walk, not worrying about failing and fear, going in here and going in there. A lot of the times I didn't even go to, 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 to family parties when I was a new Christian. I didn't even go places because I was afraid that I was going to fail God. I, I wanted to please God. I didn't even watch movies that had a, a, a if it had just a little ounce of something that, that, that sounded sinful, I wouldn't even watch it. I went to the extremes with things. Not knowing that God can even call me into a bar, sit down right next to the person and begin to prophesy to them. And then they could start weeping and getting healed under the power of God. Don't let religion box my mentality anymore or yours. Because it's what God calls us God. Jesus, he went to the tax collector's house. They was drinking, partying. And I'm not giving you a pass. I see you in uh, 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 Riddler's or something like that. <laughs> I just dated all y'all. Riddler's is still there? No? <laughs> in the Palladium or something. I don't know. And God loves me, then you go by that satanic thing that, that, that I just said about the dream. We're not giving nobody a pass. We're just giving God the access to our lives again. That's what it means to give God your heart. Because the self, ourselves really, because we have a soul, mind, will, and emotion, Right? Self dwells inside the soul. And so God wants to remove the selfishness out of the soul so that out of our minds now we're thinking like God, we're feeling like God. That the affections of Christ, Paul said, with the affections of Christ, I, I, I feel for you in other words. And um, let me just read Romans 8. Chapter 8, I'm going to start with verse 4, this is the message. I'm going to read um, a bunch of verses now. Let me start with, um, let me start with 3. Romans 8, verse 3 in the message, it says, Let me go back up to four. Let me go back to four. And now what the law code asks for, but we couldn't deliver, is accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing in us. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscles, but never get around to exercising it in real life. 
those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing. And God isn't pleased at being ignored. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him and him in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. A couple more verses. So don't you see that you don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is to give a decent burial and to get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not timid. Grave tending. A grave tending life is adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? Papa, what's next? Where are we going, Papa? God, I'm going to go pray, Papa. I'm praying right now, God. My, my prayer list is on the side. What, what, what's next, Papa? How do you want me to? How, what do you want me to pray for? You want me to pray for? For? Oh, there it goes. Oh, you want to just? I feel the love of God. You just want me to be with you. All right, God, you're with me. I'm going to work. Okay, Papa. Witness to this person. Oh, Papa, I was I was about to go through scriptures. What do you want to say, Papa? Oh, I, I, I got impressed, and I feel that they're going through something. You just want me to be a friend right now. God, Papa, this is like an adventure. What's going on? Wait, wait. You want me to pray for my mother? All right, Papa. Mama's healed because of what you did and what you said. Every time you respond to what Papa says, his word doesn't come back void. Doesn't come back void. So let's just stand. Get a worship team or worship piano.
believe a lot of us now have experienced the the self-rejection, self-hatred maybe. And we just... We've just been going through the motions trying to stay in the boat with God, but sometimes it's hard. And what you really need now is to really bring your attention off of yourself, what's going on with you, and put it on God. The Spirit of God lives in you. The Spirit of God is always the answer to a problem with you. There may be many problems, but there's one solution. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if you open up your heart now to what God wants to do, God won't fail you. If you open up your heart now, not to man, open up your heart to Christ now, the Spirit of God in you, will give you your supply. So right now, there may be people in here that are not saved, don't know Christ. There may be many of you who do know Christ. But right now, what I want you to do is just close your eyes for a second. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. A lot of the issues we have in our lives is is definitely offense and and things that have to do with ourselves, with people, with God. And so forgiveness, which is a supernatural thing, needs to be released. And so if the Bible says Christ becomes all things to all people, right now I want you to just get your eyes off yourself. become aware of God, conscious of God. And right now I want everybody to just say this so that we won't expose anybody's weaknesses, but just say this prayer with me. Just say, Lord, you are forgiveness for me. I release forgiveness towards myself from putting all these demands and expectations on myself I release myself now through forgiveness the demands and expectation is on Christ you just focus on what he can do and just say this it's still in an attitude of worship and prayer just say Lord God I release now forgiveness towards people who have hurt me offended me and judged me for not measuring up not meeting their standards release them now through forgiveness. 
all about your standing, Lord. Right now, we're just going to do one more. We're just going to break up into it. We're just going to break off into worship. Just say, Lord, for being mad at my circumstances, for being mad at you, for allowing this in my life, show that I had a, a, a self-focus. But now, Lord, I release you through forgiveness. Now just stay there 40 seconds, 20 seconds. Just soak up in that presence. Soak up in that presence of peace that's about to fill you right now. situations, the very, the very issues that you've been wrestling with, to place them by the, at his feet. If God is calling you right now for anything, even, we're going to believe God right now that all the, the stress that has been on yourself, we're going to believe God for healing because even the, all that suppression and stress also has an effect on your body. We're going to, we, we, we have in this altar call open for everyone right now. If you need right now, God, to do something in your body, come forward. If you need right now to park your lives, park your ministries, because God is ultimately your ministry. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about your name in ministry. It's not about how you're raising up or being better than somebody else. It's about Christ being your ministry. It's about Christ being the minister. It's about Christ being the power. It's about Christ being the life. It's about him being the power, the love, and the sound mind. You put too much demands and expectations, but now that's in the past. Let the peace of God lead you. Be led forth in peace, the Bible says. Let the peace of God rule your heart and your mind. Either you're going to try by your own power to guard your own life, or you're going to let the peace of God guard your heart and your mind. It's time now to really yield and surrender, to lay down our own weapons and our own ability and allow God to rise up in us. Now the world is waiting for us in this season and in this time that we're in. It's getting harder and harder, but the light of God wants to shine brighter and brighter. As we surrender more and more, he's going to rise up more and more. So just stay in a yielded position to God, and I call the prayer team up. I call the healing team up.